Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review, it's finally here. The regular season gets underway as our beloved head down south to the site of the Super Bowl to take on the defending AFC South champions in the Houston Texans. Are the Bears as bad as they were in the preseason, or were they just playing possum? All of this and so much more on the Week 1 Preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And the wait is almost, it's almost over. As I'm sitting here recording this, the Broncos and the Panthers are getting ready to officially kick off the 2016 regular season. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week one preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and we can officially call this the premiere, the debut episode of season number 10 of the Chicago Bears Review, and... Um, I am uh, so proud to still be doing this uh, 10 seasons later. Uh, started with the 07 season, the year after the Bears went Super Bowl 41, and still plugging along. Only one stinking playoff appearance in those nine previous seasons. Hopefully number 10 will be a lucky one for us, and we'll be talking about football in late January as opposed to just wrapping it up uh, once the new year kicks in. So, Oh, my goodness. What's going on, everybody? Here we are once again kicking off another season. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Let's see if we remember how to do it. Uh, I do have some unfortunate news, however. Uh, The software program that we use or that I use to record my Skype interviews uh, decided that uh, it wanted the night off. And uh, so it would not record the, uh, the interview between myself and Brett Coleman. As a matter of fact, the because the, the it wouldn't record, the interview never actually took place. So Brett and I had a nice little chat while I was uh, cursing uh, at my computer and cursing at my uh, problems with my software uh, and whatnot. But nonetheless, uh, none of that was recorded. So uh, we're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way without a guest. So uh, we're going to be previewing the Bears and the Texans best I can without Brett Coleman's help uh, and uh, see if I can get my... Uh, my software issues, uh, you know, straighten out enough. He has actually uh, offered to come back for the review episode uh, if we can get it figured out in time. So uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, for the first time ever, have a guest on the review show. So maybe that'll be the uh, the consolation that uh, we only get to do the preview episode without a guest this time. But uh, we'll see how it uh, see how it goes, and then maybe we can get him on for the review show if we can get all of our software issues uh, taken care of. So anyway, nonetheless, it's it's week one. 
it's week one. The Broncos and Panthers getting ready to take take to the field now, and uh, we got the the defending champions with Trevor Simeon as their starting quarterback. And uh, yeah, I don't know who the hell that is either. Apparently, he went to Northwestern, which is in my neck of the woods in Evanston, Illinois, where I went to high school and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know. He, he played for Northwestern, but uh, now he's the starting quarterback of the defending world champion, Denver Broncos. So figure that one out. But, uh, you know, so much for that trade for Sanchez. But anyway, it's finally here, guys. I mean, I know I've said this like six times already in the first four minutes of the show, but it's it's true. You know, it, it feels like it's it, it always feels like it's so much longer than it actually was since the last time the Bears uh, took the field or played a game that mattered. Uh, January 3rd was the date, and here it is, September the 8th. It'll be, you know, three more days from now, September the 11th, when the Bears and the Texans finally play each other on Sunday. So eight months. I mean, that's, that is a long time. Jesus, that is a long time. Wow. January to September is eight months. But we've Done a pretty good job keeping ourselves busy, especially in the last couple of months with all of our preview episodes. And, uh, you know, but it's like you do all that talking about it. It just doesn't feel real. Well, now it's it's real. It's getting real and it will be officially real on Sunday. And this is that show that will preclude the, the getting of the realness uh, going into this game uh, on Sunday with the Texans. So. Lots to talk about, so what do you say we go ahead and dive in with any news and notes that I can scour up for this new segment? Well, we'll see what we can dig up for these news and notes here. And, um, you know, it's uh, funny, the uh, all the news that I would have wanted to bring to this show, uh, I kind of gave it all away on the... Uh, on the pre on the uh the picks that stick show with uh with Josh Sitton being signed and Connor Barth the new kicker and uh you know all the roster moves that the Bears made from Saturday afternoon when the 53 man roster was announced to Monday night when I actually got to finish off the uh finish off the show and um you know the interesting thing that I'm reading about now is when we talked about Josh Sitton being added to the offensive line what does that do for the center position? Because obviously that's going to push uh, Cody Whitehair or Ted Larson to the bench. And right now, um, every little thing that I look at, it, it looks like Cody Whitehair is going to be the guy at center. Uh, with Ted Larson being our, uh, our swing interior lineman. Uh, you know, to back up long or sitting or, or Whitehair, God forbid if one of them uh, goes down so I mean that's um, and, I, and I think I like that better actually and and I think it's a good move uh, especially for Cody White here he's bookended by two pro bowl guards you know he's on the inside between those two and God forbid those two can protect him uh, you know if, if if push comes to shove but uh, you know I think the best way especially for an offensive lineman you know I don't necessarily believe it so much for for quarterbacks and things like that, but I definitely believe for offensive linemen, the best way to learn the game is to play the game because there's no simulation for that. You know, quarterback is such a cerebral, you know, mental uh, position to go along with the physical. That's why it's such a difficult uh, position. 
But with offensive linemen, granted at the NFL level, it's a lot more, you know, mental and cerebral than it is on any other level. But, uh, you know, there it, it's all muscle memory and, and, you know, being in the right spot at the right time, getting your hands on the guy in front of you and keeping him away from your quarterback and or your uh, running back. So I, I like the idea uh, if the, if it comes to fruition, Cody Whitehair being our starting center with 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 sitting and long, there really couldn't be a better better position for him to be in. You know, the only real question that comes out of that is, what does that do for Hronis Grasu? Because Kyle Long just signed a four year extension that's going to keep him on the team till twenty twenty. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. One and Josh Sitton just joined us for three years, so he'll be with us until twenty-eight through the 2018 season. Um... You know, and Cody Whitehair being a draft pick, you know, he's one of our guys now. And uh, so what does that do to Hironis Grasu once he's all rehabbed and 100 percent and ready to go? You know, because Whitehair is not going to knock sitting or long out of the first, uh, you know, out of the first. He's not going to knock any one of those guys out of the starting lineup, not because he's not talented enough, but because why would you do that? <laughs> and. You know, so it's going to come down to a battle for center. And one of those guys, and I'm putting my money on Grasu not making the team next year. You know, Grasu will get a chance, but I think in the, in the end, one of those guys is not going to make the team. And I don't think the Bears are going to get rid of their second round pick after one season. I just don't see that happening. So maybe maybe the Bears can look at some kind of trade value for Grasu or or something to that extent. Um, you know, obviously this is way way down the line but it's one of those questions that's come up now if Cody Whitehair is going to be the center with with Josh sitting being on the team for the next three years and Kyle Long being on the on the team for the next six doesn't leave a whole lot of room for wiggling uh as far as uh what happens to Hronis Grasso unless of course you knock Cody Whitehair to the outside because he was a tackle in college at Kansas State uh, his last year or his last one or two seasons at Kansas State, he was their left tackle. So maybe if Charles Leno isn't up to snuff, you bump Ted Larson to the inside and not Cody Whitehair out to the left. Maybe, I don't know, you know, the possibilities are there. And I guess, you know, push comes to shove, we can make room for everybody and have our five best offensive linemen on the field at the, at the, at the same time. But we'll have to wait and see how that all turns out. And we are a long way, probably a full year away from being able to answer that question as to what happens to Hironis Grasu if Cody Whitehair becomes the man at center uh, for the Bears. But right now looking like he will be the week one starter against the Texans uh, on Sunday with Ted Larson backing him up and 
backing up sitting long at the guard position as well with Bobby Massey and Charles Leno being our starting tackles in that game. So that's the one one thing that I was looking at that kind of uh, blew my hair back a little bit. Um, saw somebody post out a tweet about the comparison, or comparison, comparing our two kickers, uh, Robbie Gold and our new kicker, Connor Barth. And obviously Robbie Gold has a longer resume than Connor Barth does, but um, the resumes are comparable in a way. You know, it's where Robbie Gold has an 85.4 career field goal percentage. Connor Barth has 84.8, so not that much of a distance, less than one full percent. Um, from, 49, from 40 to 49, Connor Barth is more accurate, 78.2% to Robbie Gold, 72.8. But from 50 yards, 50-plus, 50 Connor Barth is 10% worse than Robbie Gold. Robbie, 23 of 31 for 74%. Connor Barth, 16 of 25 for 64 percent so and he's also going to be kicking his home games in soldier field not exactly the easiest place to kick which is what makes robbie gold's resume that impressive to be 23 of 31 when you're kicking half your games in the windy city and it's not just called that for the hell of it folks um you know that is quite impressive but you know it seems like uh from 40 to 49 connor barth is uh you know head and shoulders better than robbie gold and hopefully he will live up to that because those actually the field goals that Robbie Gold missed were shorter than that. The, the, the 49er game that I can't stop talking about, the field goal that he missed that would have sent us to overtime against the Redskins last year uh, and what have you. So hopefully uh, Connor Barth is a bit more clutch than Robbie Gold has been uh, in the last couple of seasons. So looking at other news, uh, Paul Lasiki, our starting fullback, is in the running for Polynesian Football Player of the Year. I have no idea who he's up against. I just love that headline, so I thought that I would share that with you. Very interesting. Now, on the injury front, um, the injury list is much shorter than it's been you know, throughout preseason and, and everyone with a nick or a hangnail or whatever being on the list. You know, Kyle Long is there with the shoulder injury, um, uh, Eddie Royal, Zach Miller, and so on. Uh, those guys are, are on the list, but all, you know, limited and uh, and so on. And then just for fun, the Bears put Kevin White on the injury list for today. Uh, Kyle Long, Kyle Fuller were limited in practice today. But then you throw in there, Kevin White was added to the injury list after today's practice limited with a hamstring uh injury so i'm 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 sure that he will be playing on sunday against the texans but here we go again with the soft tissue injuries on our wide receivers so speaking of wide receivers alshon is not on the injury list so that's good uh bryce callahan is still there but everyone is practicing if if only for under under a limited basis like if the bears are playing today Everybody on this list is going to go. So that's the one thing that's that's positive as far as what's happening there. So, um, you know, you don't like to hear names like uh, Kyle Fuller and Kyle Long and and whatnot on a uh, on the injury list. But nonetheless, they're there and uh, they will be playing uh, on Sunday for the Bears. So let me pull up the uh, the full injury list here so we can get everybody 
so we can get all of that taken care of. So injuries, Paul Lasiki is on the injury list, Kyle Fuller, uh, Deion Bush, Kyle Long, Deontay Thompson, um, Cornelius Washington, and Bryce Callahan, but all were limited. So all are, you know, pretty much they're going to go on, on Sunday if they had to, so no big deal uh, with the injuries. So basically we have, for the most part, a healthy football team right now, something the Bears have been lacking throughout the entire preseason. So, I mean, you heard me say in the opening, are the Bears as bad as they were in the preseason or were they just playing possum? The other thing is, how will this team look when it's 100% healthy? Because two pieces that we missed throughout the entire preseason were Eddie Royal and Zach Miller. Neither of them played a down in the preseason. So how's it going to look when we have our number one tight end and our number one slot receiver on the field? You know, when we have our offense on the field for the first time all season, even in the preseason. So we're going to have those two elements that we haven't had a chance to look at yet and what kind of impact they will have on the field, if any, uh, when the Bears take on the Texans uh, this Sunday. You know, to have, you know, how are the Bears going to look with Josh Sitton on the offensive line now? You know, and, and, and what he brings to the table, a far more athletic guard than we had last year in, in Matt Slauson and, and what we're going to have there. You know, how will Cody Whitehair manage his uh, first start at center if if they do give him the ball? It's it's either going to be him or Ted Larson, one of the two. And, um, you know, I, I think we're going to be okay there. Uh, we'll have to see. But like I said, I, I like the situation that Cody Whitehair is coming into being bookended by two all-pro guards in Sitton and Long and, and guys that were in the Pro Bowl last year. You know, they were in the Pro Bowl last year, long as a tackle, sitting as a guard. But, you know, it's it's a good situation to be bookended by those guys with their talent, their experience. He's in good shape. He's in good shape there. He'll learn a lot. He'll learn a lot playing alongside those guys. So, anyhow, that is going to do it for our little news and notes section. What do you say? I, I whip out my crystal ball and we try to preview this thing. Uh, unfortunately it's just going to be me no help from the outside who can tell us what's going on with the texans and whatnot but we'll do our best on that front as we preview the bears and the texans for week one let me tell you one prediction i have just right off the bat for this football game um it's either going to be really close or it's going to get really ugly out there and um you know I, I just uh i have to go with what i've got in front of me and and right now what i have in front of me right now is a texans team that was pretty solid on defense to begin with it's getting its best player back now his level of health we'll have to wait and see how that you know turns out he he just had back surgery in july so him playing on sunday is a, a few weeks ahead of schedule from where he was supposed to be when this whole thing was originally announced he wasn't supposed to play the first two games of the season at least uh when i did have brett coleman on the on skype talking to him while i was having my technical difficulties he did mention that yeah i i'm this is ahead of schedule and uh you know, but even 70% of J.J. Watt is better than 90% of the players in the NFL, which I wholeheartedly 
agree with him. Watt is an absolute freak. So we'll see how effective he is on the field. He missed the entire preseason. You know, he has been practicing. And anyone who saw Hard Knocks last year knows what a workout nut he is. So his rehab, you know, was probably pretty insane on top of everything for someone who's probably working to get onto the field as quickly as humanly possible. Um, but, you know, you have Watt, you have Whitney Marcellus, you have, um, you know, Vincent Wilfork, you got the guys up front, you got Jadavian Clowney, uh, who had a pretty decent uh, preseason from what I understand. Um, and then you throw in their improvements on offense. They went out and they got rid of Arian Foster, who could not stay healthy, who was great when he was on the field, but he couldn't stay healthy, so they ditched him. He's in Miami now. They went out and got Lamar Miller, so basically they stole Miami's running back and and, and made him their own. Uh, they went out and they put a boatload of money into Brock Osweiler. Uh, whether that investment is uh, you know going to be a good idea has uh, you know only time will tell there. But they go out and they get Osweiler, hopefully solidifying the position of quarterback that has plagued them since the inception of the franchise you know they went out and they got Matt Schaub years ago and 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 he was good but he wasn't he wasn't the guy that was going to take them to the promised land you know and then you throw in they they go out and they get they already have Hopkins at wide receiver they go out and they draft Will Fuller in the first round from Notre Dame uh they get Braxton Miller I think in the in the third round, fourth round from from uh, from Ohio State, um, who was also an athletic freak. I mean, the, he was a quarterback, uh, and you know, turned around and made himself a receiver and gets drafted as a receiver. They upped their team speed uh, on on offense big time. And the one time that I got to see this team play in the preseason was their dress rehearsal game against the Arizona Cardinals two weeks ago. And I got to admit, after seeing that and the woes that the Bears were having against real, against the competition they were playing against, like Alex Smith and Mark Sanchez in the first game, and, uh, you know, who did we play in the second one? Oh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo and the Patriots in the second game. Um the Texans scare the hell out of me, you know, and granted, again, it's only the preseason, but the team that they were doing this against was the Arizona Cardinals. And for anyone who was listening to the last episode, I got the Cardinals going to and winning the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, for them to be picking apart on offense and defense, mind you, uh, the, the, the Texans scored a defensive touchdown on Carson Palmer. You know, they got in his face. They batted up the ball. The, the guy that batted the ball, caught the ball in the air, and then ran it in for a touchdown for about 50 yards. It was an impressive play. But they knocked the Cardinals around like ragdolls in that preseason uh, dress rehearsal game. And like I said, it's preseason, so you can't put a ton of weight into it. But like I said, it's hard to ignore. You know, uh, the competition level that they had in that game, the people that they had to go up against, nobody would have been surprised if Arizona had taken Houston to the woodshed. Instead, it went the other way. And the Texans looked like the better team on the field that day. And with the struggles that the Bears are the problems, not so much the str well, struggles and problems that the Bears are having in the secondary right now, Tracy Porter 
is not on the injury list, as we heard a few minutes ago. That's actually a name I did not call. He cleared concussion protocol. He's practicing. He's going to play on Sunday, but he missed the last two weeks of the preseason with a concussion. Kyle Fuller has missed almost all of the preseason with the knee injury. Had to get scoped. I don't even know if he, I don't. He played against Denver, didn't he? I think he played against Denver. Hasn't played since. Has missed the majority of the uh, of the preseason. You know, and then of course we have our question marks at the safety position. Adrian Amos is back. Harold Jones Corte is going to be our other safety, but how effective are they going to be? You know, the passing, the pass defense in the preseason was not good. It was not good. And um, you know, so that's the thing. Can we get to Osweiler and force him to make some mistakes with our pass rush? Can we can we help the secondary that way? That's a big that's a big question. You know, because uh, you can get away with an average secondary if you've got an outstanding pass rush. You know, not every defense in the NFL is good enough or lucky enough to have both. You know, um, the Broncos team last year had an outstanding secondary to go with, uh, you know, to go with Von Miller and, uh, and DeMarcus Ware coming off the edge and getting after the quarterback. You know, not a lot of teams have that. And as of last year, the Bears didn't have either of those things. But we went out and we approved our pass rush. We go out and, and, we, and we improve our pass defense, adding guys like Trevathan and Freeman because they can defend the run just as well as they can uh, the pass. And I think actually it's either Freeman that's better against the pass because I think it's like Trevathan scored like number one or number two in the league as a pass blocker or a pass defender and you know was was good against the run and, and vice versa for Freeman I forget which way it went but um you know so we go out and we do that that's going to help shore up the middle of the field but our secondary is still in question is Kyle Fuller going to play or is he going to start on Sunday how is he going to be do we want to throw him out there against those speedsters with with Fuller and Hopkins and you know Braxton Miller and and things like that and that's that's the one thing that's really got me worried is that in the in the preseason we got picked apart in the passing game and the Texans um, have the tools to tear us to pieces and that's why I'm saying I either think this this thing is going to be a tight game the Bears are going to come out and prove once again that the preseason means nothing uh, by playing well and a one in three team. Uh, going up against the Texans, who won every game. The Texans were 4-0 and uh, in the preseason and who ran roughshod over the Arizona Cardinals in the, the, dress, uh, the dress rehearsal game, which is basically the one preseason game that anybody cares about. You know, can the Bears come out and, you know, it, like I guess let me go back to my point. It's either going to be, uh, you know, the Bears proving that the preseason means nothing and they're going to come out and they're going to hit Houston in the mouth and this thing's going to go all the way down to the wire, or – we're going to see that the preseason really was a window into what we can expect from these two teams, and the Texans are going to murder the Bears. Uh, either way, I have to say that right now I like the Texans more than the Bears as far as winning this particular football game. Next week against the uh, the Eagles, I'm Bears all the way. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. I'm loving the Bears chances to win the that hope opener against the the eagles next week you know it's if it's uh you know 50 50 uh gun to my head uh right now i'm 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 gonna go with the texans right now and it's it's because of the secondary question marks that we have 
you know, who are who who are the starting corners going to be, and are they going to be able to defend the the team speed that the Texans have so you know so improved upon uh, in the off season and have shown you know big time. Will Fuller was all over the place against the Cardinals. Um, last week and that's what the Texans needed they needed an option for for Hopkins the wide receiver you know who was who despite having three or four different quarterbacks still had you know over a thousand yards and a ton of touchdowns and and whatnot and um, you know if there's an option outside of Hopkins that means you can't double either one of those guys that means you've got one-on-one on the outside that means you've got trouble if any one of those guys gets a step on your on his defender, you know, so that's that's what's uh, that's what scares me about the Texans. Uh, you know, week one, it's almost always the toughest week of the season to call, just because if you're either you're either going based on what you know from last year or you're going based on what you've seen in the preseason, and neither of them is really the best indicator as to what you can expect going forward. So. It's tough to say, but going based on what I saw in the preseason, what we saw from the Bears, and as bad as that was, as horrible as that was, the the one decent performance the Bears have is in the fourth game against the Browns. A, it was the Browns, and B, none of our none nobody that's going to be playing on Sunday played in that game. So you can't really say, "Oh, well, it's all the problems are fixed now. We're good to go." No, that's actually the furthest thing from the truth at this point because Brian Hoyer was our starting quarterback hopefully he won't see the field on Sunday Uh, Jordan Howard ran the ball for over 100 yards but I don't know how much he's going to play on Sunday Jeremy Langford is our starting um, running back Uh, Kevin White played the majority of the game and uh, God only knows why that was I mean I know he could use the reps but still Alshon Jeffrey didn't play Zach Miller didn't play you know most of our offensive linemen did not play so who you know saying because we won a game 21 to 7 against the Browns in the fourth preseason game big deal um you know but the the you know it was horrible every other game that the Chiefs game the, the dress rehearsal game was an absolute absolute uh, tits up nightmare I mean just awful awful game uh, by the Bears there so I mean it's if you're going based on what you see there and what I saw the following day against the with the Texans and the Cardinals uh in their dress rehearsal game I I would have to think that the Texans are the better choice here. You know, not to mention, not to mention the question marks that we have on on how well the offense is going to gel. How is this new offensive line going to hold up and and what kind of help are we going to give Charles Leno on the outside when JJ Watt is lined up against him? And the other thing, the Texans like to move JJ Watt around. So, you know, that's going to be interesting as well. So he'll be over the tackle on one play. He'll be over the other tackle the next play. He'll be over the guard and, you know, that kind of thing. They move him around a lot, kind of like the Bears did when we had Julius Peppers. We like to move him around, always keep the defense guessing as to where it is he's coming from. The Texans do like to do that. So, you know, and if we can block Watt, will we also be able to block Marcellus? Will we be able to get our hands on Jadavian Clowney? And what other uh, tricks does uh, Romeo Cronell, the defensive coordinator for Texans, have up his sleeve uh, for the Bears? So it's really what it's all going to come down to. So how do the Bears win this game? Very simple. We have to avoid the mistakes and mental errors because 
you know, the mental errors, I believe, is is what's going to cost us against that passing game that the Texans have. You know, if if because uh, there was the that touchdown pass uh, in week one of the preseason uh, for the Broncos. Um, whoever was I forget who it was that was covering uh, Demarius Thomas but left him wide open and it turns out after the game we find out he thought he had safety help back there it's errors like that is what's going to hurt the Bears if we have mental errors where we think we've got safety help covering the back end and that's why we let the guy run free down the sideline and all of a sudden Hopkins is running down the sideline untouched or Will Fuller is wide open by 15 yards when he catches the ball and nobody's going to track him down uh, and so on. Those are the things that are going to kill us. You know, Jay Cutler needs to continue to do what he did last year, be smart with the football because he's going to be under pressure. The Texans have a lot of tools on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be coming after the Bears like crazy, and Jay's just going to have to be poised like he did a year ago, not try to turn nothing into something uh, in the passing game. That's the last thing that we want Jay to do because that's going to create turnovers and opportunities for the Texans, give them short fields, which we cannot allow uh, on Sunday. So those are the big things. Avoid mistakes and mental errors against this team on Sunday and the Bears will be able to stay competitive and and be able to to take this one you know as I said before um, I believe I said it after the Chiefs game you know the Bears are going to have to convince me to believe not so much not believe in them that's not the right word but they're going to have to convince me to um, you know to come out and say I, 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 I you know I know that they're going to win this weekend the Bears can beat the Texans they absolutely can because people are sleeping on the Bears right now and I and I believe this could be a good opportunity for the Bears to come from out of nowhere and and get some attention uh, with this game they definitely can do it okay if the Bears win it's going to be a tight one it's going to be a close one down to the wire and maybe our new kicker Connor Barth will have to show us his worth by kicking a field goal to win this thing for us if the Bears lose I'm almost certain it will be by double digits. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's what um, what we what we have. You know, I think the Texans can win a tight game, or they're going to blow us out. And if the Bears win, it'll most definitely be in a tight game. I, I I just don't see the Bears blowing the tight or blowing the Texans. Did I say Titans? I mean Texans uh, to be blowing them out uh, in in this football game. So, um, you know, I hate to say it because we are Bear fans. This is a Bear show. But I'm, I am, you know, if I have to make picks, I, I'm, I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I did put them as my pick in, in my confidence pool that I have with a bunch of my friends, but uh, I only put like four on the Texans. So confidence is not that high. But I do believe that um, based on what we've seen, especially in the preseason, you know, can the Bears be that much better than than they were in the preseason? You know, and there, and it's absolutely possible. It is absolutely possible. Like I said, we haven't had the whole team on the field yet, and here we are coming into this game. Even though we have half a dozen names on the injured list, this is the healthiest the team has been throughout this entire process. So we'll have to wait and see. We're going to get Zach Miller and Eddie Royal back on the offensive side, something that we haven't had the whole time, and see how that changes things for us. Maybe that'll open up some new doors. And we'll be able to see some things we weren't able to see 
uh, in the preseason. I hope that, and I'll be rooting for that, and I'll be the happiest guy in the world to come to you guys on Monday and say, you know what, guys, I was absolutely wrong. You know, the Bears, uh, the Bears do have something here, you know. So that new defense of ours is going to be put to the test on Sunday against this offense that the Texans are putting out there, and uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, come back and check me out on Monday. We'll do this review episode. If we can get our technology straightened out, we'll have Brett Coleman on to, uh, to break down this game with us and uh, see how everything went. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about it be a victory episode. We could use one of those. We only had six of them last year. So we'll get a victory episode going and uh, see you about moving on talk about the Bears and the Eagles in week number two. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.